Hello and welcome back to 303 Radio, or as it will now be called, Get In My Basket. Hello Jamie, how are you sir? I'm very well. It's been a while. It feels weird to be back behind the mic. I know, we look different I'm sure. And also we're now on YouTube as well, so if you're watching us on YouTube, welcome, please subscribe, all that sort of stuff. Um, Yeah, it feels weird to be back, right? We're also in new surroundings. Where are we? We're in the new 303 HQ. This is also our office within the HQ, this isn't where everyone... We've been sectioned. 25 people in here would be quite quite squeezy um sorry i'm just adjusting my new mic we've got new gear a new office a new year what more could you want we've thrown every good piece of advice out the window about making content and yeah. invested heavily in gear and made very little of it yes exactly but it's 2022 when was the last time we did one august i remember being very hot the last time we did one yeah we were in an unair conditioned room, room one of the just, meeting rooms weren't we here yeah we just moaned about how hot it was for the rest for the most of the podcast yeah, we did do that. We did do that. Well, it's January. It's 2022. We're still operational. <laughs> Boris <laughs> Johnson is, for, the, for now, the Prime Minister. Fudged. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, what else has happened? COVID is, in, is on the decline, which is nice news. Shoots are happening more. Um, Facebook and Apple are still fighting. Um, NFTs and Web3 is on the way. It's meta. Oh, no. Sorry, it was, it was Facebook last time we did a podcast. Oh, my God, it was, wasn't <laughs> it? So we must have done one of these in what? July, in the, probably the summer last year. Yeah. So a lot has changed for the for the better. More yep. exciting. Look at our nice green sofa. Look, it's three, three or three green. It's green. There's a sofa for those listening. There's a lovely sofa from Snug or Swift. Swift sounds more likely. I think that's from Swift. Unclear, but that's very well. Very good flat pack sofas. Indeed, not a paid ad. Yeah. So why do <laughs> why don't we uh, why don't we tell the people what what we've been up to for the end of 2021? What was H2 2021 H2? like? It was pretty chaotic, actually. Um, there was ups and downs of COVID, but I suppose broadly, team worked a lot. Yep. We onboarded quite a lot of um, what we'd call hero clients, which yes. was very exciting, who all had great, great sort of ends to the year. Um, we worked across some really cool creative projects, yep. um, which were larger scale. And again, nice to be doing that sort of in the wake of COVID now. Mm. Um, and then we moved in here, which was quite a big move, wasn't it? Yeah, so we moved, for those that don't know, since COVID began, we've actually had three offices. So we started off, we, we're based in Fulham and in, in very nice, quite trendy estate. Estate? Is it Probably called the only estate? place in Fulham that's, that you could regard as trendy. Yeah, actually. that's true. But, um, but yeah, so we, we came here with 500 square foot. We then moved to 1,000 in this nice little muse house, which was two floors, which was... Good, but had its flaws of just being on two floors. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, and nice. then we took a big, big, not gamble, but we took a very strategic move, let's say, to um, to move into two and a half thousand square foot. We've got this nice little space where we're hopefully going to be recording more podcasts under the name Get In My Basket, which we'll come to later. Um, and yeah, this is mine and Jamie's little space. This is, where, this is where things happen. There's ideas and ideations and everything. We have a beer tap. We have a beer tap, which is out of camera shot at the moment, but it's by Philips. They don't make really toothbrushes. It's a sick yeah. device. It is good. good it's also keg. held a lot of beer, big which is old, good. Big old keg. Not a sponsored ad for those who... Yeah. We should probably say that at this stage, nothing is a sponsored ad. No, absolutely <laughs> nothing. Um, one thing I wanted to just briefly touch on was Black Friday, because mm. we didn't do a podcast. We were actually going to do a podcast around Black Friday for 2021, um, but we didn't. So let's just do a very brief rundown of Black Friday. How, how did we find it? It was definitely a weird year. I think, obviously, we work with brands that anticipate year-on-year growth because they're growing and scaling aggressively, sort of why they're working with us. So, obviously, 
they were expecting a big jump from 20 to 21. However, 2020 Black Friday sort of proved to actually be a bit of a anomalously big month. Mm-hmm. Everyone being at home, COVID, lots of um, disposable income from people not going on holiday and all that stuff. So yep. Black Friday was broadly smaller than what I guess we'd expected slash hoped for. Mm-hmm. But overall, it was still a very strong month for all the clients it was just it was just it was like it was impossible to forecast basically yeah um, and all the usual stuff happened of ad auctions getting expensive competition being high etc but yeah it was definitely less of a yeah kind of landslide month that mm. november 2020 was very insightful jamie thank mm. you very much mm. um <laughs> <laughs> so moving very swiftly on should we explain why we've changed the name of the podcast Shall I explain? Yeah, but I I do want to public. Hesitation. I do want to publicly state that it was my idea. Well, okay, let's get let, let we'll come on to that a little bit. So this podcast and our new newsletter, which is all powered by three hundred three, so all powered by the agency that myself and Jamie run, um, is now called Get in My Basket. And the content we will be talking about is very much focused towards direct to consumer brands and businesses. So whether you work in an agency, a bit similar to 303, or you work on a brand, or you have your own little D2C business that you're thinking of setting up, we're hopefully going to bring you some insights and some knowledge into the world of getting things into a basket online, not in Sainsbury's or I imagine Waitrose for you. No offense. Whole Foods. Yeah, there we go. Maybe Bailey and Sage, also not an ad, but I really like a brand deal with Bailey and Sage. <laughs> um, so all the content we're going to create, um, particularly on this podcast, we do have some amazing founders of DC brands who'll be coming on, telling their stories, talking to us about what's happened in the real world, um, not just hypothesizing as we as we tend to do a lot of. But there will also be some of that. Every week at 3.30, no, three, three minutes past three in the afternoon on a Friday, see what we did there, you will get a newsletter <laughs> directly in your inbox, which will be themed around certain areas of D2C. We'll also be highlighting some of the brands and businesses that we see on upcoming in the D2C space. They might be loosely linked, they might be directly linked, um, that we want to highlight and we want to tell more people about. Um, There'll be lots of tips, there'll be lots of tricks, there'll be new announcements, there'll be new news that you can catch up on. So every Friday, um, you'll get that knowledge bomb into your your inbox um, and then it'll be followed up by this podcast the week after, which will be us sort of explaining a little bit more doing a bit more of a deep dive. You like that yeah. word, don't you? Yeah. Phrase. Um, into the newsletter. So this week, we'll be actually talking about the newsletter that's going out in about five hours' time. Um, and this podcast will be after it's been released. Does that make sense? It does to me. What doesn't make sense is where people can sign up. And people can sign up at 303.london. There'll be a nice little pop-up that we've created. It looks very nice. Yeah. Where you can sign up. Um, we actually did a giveaway of some AirPods, which we don't know the winner just yet because we're leaving it till three o'clock to do the automated raffly thing. Um, so yeah, someone wear some AirPods. We're actually going to do a few giveaways for some brands, um, which will be very cool. Mm. But sign up. We've currently got a good amount of people on there, but we want to grow it. We want to have more knowledge, wisdom. Given to the How people. many do you want this time next year? Uh, subscribers yep. onto our newsletter. I have this idea of a bit of a community. So I think we're going to talk, I haven't actually talked to you about this, but we're probably going to launch a Discord channel for the summer. And in that, there'll be a lot of conversation. You know, I was going to do Slack, but Slack's a bit of shit. Um, no offense, Slack. But yeah, Discord channel. So I think before that point, so summer, I would love to have about 10,000 people on the, on the newsletter, which I think is pretty achievable considering where we are now. Hint, hint. Um, and yeah, I think by this time next year, we need to be like, what, 
33,300? 333,000. No, 30,300. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's the rundown. That's where you can get involved. Obviously, if you are new to the podcast, do go back and listen to our wafflings before. I actually feel like we've got better as we get more uh, consistent. That. <laughs> yeah. That's how it happens. It's um, a, it is a newsletter worth, I, I can also say this with relative impartiality because mm. I've not written it. It is just, there are a few resources that exist in the DTC slash digital space that are worth subscribing to, but I think it's really under-resourced. Yep. And like, I think there's n- there isn't any place that I think is really strong there's quite a lot of like marketing agency publications which are good for like mm. big agency news. Yeah. But actually if you are a brand manager, an e-com manager, a growth manager, or you might be an agency owner yourself, it will be a resource that's actually worthwhile. So are you trying to boomerang I, me? I just took a photo of you for your LinkedIn. Hey, lovely. That'll be on Jimmy's LinkedIn. Do you go and uh, have a little look. I just thought you look I've been viral right. a couple of times this week, lad. I like the jumper. Thank you. Where's it from? Uniqlo. See, Uniglo is a brand to watch. It's I think. absolute key goods. I've How much is this lovely jumper? I'm just touching him. I'm allowed quid. to touch him because yep. it's over. 65 quid. Yep. I have jumpers that I would say are a feel of similar quality that Laura I have an extra on yep. it. I, I, would never, <laughs> I will never buy another. Uniqlo like, is honestly. I might have some brands that are better. We Uni- all know you've got Uni- Uniqlo. is like proper. Really? It's proper. Proper, legit. I enjoy it. Good. Well, before we go into the newsletter, I just wanted to briefly touch on what we've been doing in mm-hmm. the 303 world. Um, because for those that probably maybe follow us on LinkedIn or engage with the content we put out there, what have we been up to? So, Jam, what, what's been, how was your Christmas? Christmas was good. I had COVID very well timed mm. so that I didn't have to help moving the office. Mm. Um, I, I briefly that. couldn't breathe for like 48 hours. Yeah, because you're asthmatic, Asthma, asthma you? life. Yeah. was actually quite bad. I was going to give you a pump. Yeah, Ollie had to come and throw some inhalers over my garden wall, which was yeah, amusing. That was fun. And a bagel. You moved house? You got moved a house? house. What's the, oh, let's tell the people where you live. What's the street name of where you live? Do I want to tell the world? No, I do. It's called Fawcett Street. <laughs> which is? Your surname. Thank you. Which is? So in theory, I own... <laughs> <laughs> which is? Bizarre. Yeah. So in theory, I own the street, right? I don't know how that works. That's how it works. It's unclear. Sure. Um, but yeah, that happened and... Then it's been a really strong start to the year. I guess we've, um, as a business, we've got some clients that absolutely thrive in October, November, December, who are like gifty. And then we've got- Gifty, is that technical? Gifting products, let's Mm -hmm. say. Gifty, I think that works. Um, And then we also have a lot of health and wellness, fitness, food and bev clients that absolutely churn through Jan. Um, So we always finish the year strong and start the year in a fast-paced way as well. Yep. So, um, so yeah, that's been that's been very good. Um, I'm moving to an electric vehicle. That's a big news. You are. You sold your aggressive Chavy car. Yeah. Can we say Chavy? I think so. I've 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 named it the Chav Box for the yeah. last two years of ownership. So yeah, the A35 Mercedes. Yeah. Which, to be fair, was a great car. I remember when we collected that last summer. No, actually, two summers ago. Two summers ago. Was that before COVID? During yeah. COVID? Well, it was like kind of in a brief COVID break. I think. Yeah, that, after that first lockdown. Yeah, yeah. great car. But moving, you're going electric. EV life, company car, mm-hmm. EV life. So we've now got the Clubman, which is our mini estate, which I often spend a lot of time in. Shoot car, you know, shoot car. Doors open up, so we can do a lot of automotive stuff. There's probably some content online. Go and go and have a look. Um, but the EV, the what is it? BMW i3 S yes. S or normal S? What have we got? S normal S normal. Fine. What's um what's the spec for the car nerds of the world? It's all black. 
everything's black. As, but that shitty blue my, bit's still on there. Yeah, there's some blue bits that we'll need to be getting in touch Crap. with at some undisclosed rapper. I think it is time. Yep. If you live in a city, yep. it is time to have an electric car. Shit, really? Especially if you own a, if you own a business because some incentives, <laughs> let's say. Speak to your accountant. We've got yeah. good ones here. Have a, have a word. Um, fair, I get it. I mean, we've also got a very guzzly... Clubman, which is like mm. 300 brake, four-wheel drive, and sounds incredible. So there's a, there's a balance to life, the yinging and the yang of, yep. of the car space. But yeah, so it seems like I had a busy, busy end to the last year and a good busy, start to this one. Busy end to year. How was yours? Movie. Movie? Lots of movies. Yeah, there was a lot of moving. So I think Q4 was very interesting for us. There was a lot of, a lot of moving parts. The impending possible lockdown was a bit bizarre. There was a lot of uncertainty in the new biz space and, and we were really focusing on growing team. So I spent a lot of the time hiring, um, acquiring some talent, which has been incredible. We've, we've had some new starters and we've got some new ones coming. So that's been exciting. We're kind of looking to strengthen our agency, which is, mm-hmm. which is all good. Um, and then also working on a lot of the marketing materials as well. We, we've kind of re- redone a lot of our inter- internal materials, mm. let's call it. Um, which has been a big focus, um, and then obviously doing doing the deals on on the office. Which moving office is like one of those things where like it seems like it's going to be very easy, but and like you can bring in people to do it, and like you can try and get ahead of the game, and you speak to your accountant, your lawyer, all that sort of stuff. But there's always faff. Like every time Unexpected we faff. Yeah, we've moved office like I think in eight years of our being a business, probably seven times six times every single time there's more shit to move and there's like more to do um so yeah i mean it took a while we did it over christmas over that kind of christmas period because christmas fell very weird last year or this year um so yeah it was good and we're now in and i think the space for us we we are pretty not anti work from home i wouldn't say but like we believe in people being together collaborating we've got digital people we've got creatives we've got email we've got so many departments so we've kind of invested a lot of cash into a space where those people can live and breathe together um and yeah a lot of people are doing some work from home for a bit of break and, and making sure they can spend some more time at home and, and getting some rest a lot of people are doing a few days from home but predominantly we are back in the office which is pretty cool and it's nice to have everyone together especially when there's new faces coming into the business some exciting shit to go down in 2022 so should we get to that yep jamie I forgot your middle name. Holy shit. Don't, let's not go through middle name. <laughs> Jamie Vaughan. Yeah. What is the plan for 303 London in 2022? Tell me. Now. So I suppose it wasn't so much a conscious decision as something that we sort of fell into, I guess, a bit through COVID, but we began working with lots of D2C brands. Which is? Direct to consumer. So in defining that, it is simply buying directly from the website of the producer of a product or a service. So to give a completely arbitrary example, it would be buying a pair of Nike trainers from Nike as opposed to Netta Porter or Sports Direct or whatever. Aggregator or... Yeah, yeah. some marketplace. So it's just direct um, engagement between the end consumer and the actual brand itself and the producer. Um, And I think the reason for that, obviously, was that there was a huge amount of growth through COVID with those brands. They just... They sort of focused their attention when retailers were shut and other yep. revenue streams dried up. They obviously just took to took to online. And there was and a lot uh, of very successful kind of um, movers, right? Like, it, yeah. I mean, we know a couple of brands personally that did really well. And obviously our clients, 
you know, yep. if they were with us before COVID, we, we helped them pivot. But there were some big moves from even Ed from Press, where you used to work. He's been on the podcast before and he, they did a big move in, in that space of like, what's the product offering? What are they doing? Yep. And I think COVID, yeah, like you say, gave a lot of opportunity um, mm. for us. And we were doing a lot in DTC before. We had yep. some other options sure. as well of what we were doing in different spaces in terms of, I guess, what our skill set can provide. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But yeah, I think that's led us now to where we're essentially at, which is this year we are, I guess, existing as, but trying to bolster out the ultimate sort of agency ecosystem for DTC brands, Yeah, where we are one-stop shop, all under one roof. We are the place that you need to, to come to have all of your creative, media, marketing, general needs um, appeased and, and catered for in a, yeah. in a really strong way. Um, and I guess for 2022, that involves working with the best DTC brands. We are being far pickier in terms of who we're working with. Um, this year, we're really trying to work with brands that we can see doing incredible scale um, because obviously we love that that journey of growth. Yep. Like Even if that's a small brand going to medium-sized brand we've now we're, we are now working with some brands that are big brands that want to become ginormous or, mm. or whatever um so there's definitely a kind of client shift in that regard um and then i guess the other exciting thing which i'm sure will segue us onto the main topic for the day mm. is bolstering of service lines so actually growing the agency into new stuff which will give yet more value to what we already do for a lot of our clients yeah um i guess the main one being amazon Mm, indeed well before we thanks for giving me a little update on the year very exciting i uh, hope we achieve it all um but yeah before we get into amazon i think anyone who subscribes to the newsletter and again if you're not head to 303.london do you know what keeps happening to me? Just intru- You know when you go to like a shop now and they ask your email address? Mm. The amount of times where I'm like, give my email and then, which is ollie at 303.london. And then they pause and wait for the .co.uk. .com? Yeah. Yep. And I'm always like, no, 303, 303.london. Head to there. You can sign up to the newsletter. Um, there's going to be loads of epic content, to be honest, and value in there. Um, and if you don't like it, you can actually respond to us and tell us why you don't like it. So be, be nice. Back. So before we get into Amazon, there is a section of the newsletter called what's hot within what's hot we will highlight some of the brands that we love some of the brands that we want more people to know about and some of the brands that we think are going to do something special and this week we're starting with club zero which is a platform all based around sustainability Mm. now you worked in a lovely juice brand which we've already mentioned called press um so you've done a lot of work in the packaging space not loads but you've got exposure to it and obviously our current clients are always talking about packaging and what it might be. What I think is special about Club Zero, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts, is that they are fully sustainable. I think to date they've saved about 1.5 million items of plastic, single-use plastic, going to landfill. Um, but the way the platform works is they've partnered with brands like Nestle, um, Starbucks, McDonald's, all in different territories throughout the world. Um, and they use their products, but you can recycle them with designated points within the app and in the bin. Now, obviously, sustainability is massive at the moment and something that a lot of our clients are also looking to do. You've got some technical issues there. Huh? I don't know. I think I just punched my microphone accidentally. Oh, good. Um, obviously, sustainability is a massive part of like a lot of D- the D2C space. This is obviously a brand that are doing a lot and could provide a lot of value to us. How difficult is packaging and recyclable packaging as a thing at the moment for brands? Yeah, I think especially for D2C, which is obviously what we've got a lot of exposure to, there is just a lot of packaging involved to get something to the end consumer. Um, So it is definitely a challenge. And I think the first port of call was 
trying to make stuff out of less bad stuff. So yeah. it'd be like our pet, which is like recycled plastic instead of just plastic, like, you know, um, what do they call it? Virgin plastic. Mm. which is like the first time it's ever been used, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then it moved to, you know, um, there's a really, uh, there's another cool company called Woolcool that used like, um, like sheep, um, what's it? Yeah. Fur? What do you call sheep? Yeah, yeah. Um, whatever what's it's called. Sheep coats. Sheep um, coats. Like as uh, insulation for like refrigerated um, sort of DC deliveries and whatever. Um, but I think where Club Zero comes in, and what that's picking up on a trend of, and actually, like, I think the stat that I saw that really emphasized this is that there was a big movement towards actually returning your packaging. Yeah. But, and as much as I'm not, I'm not being cynical about the the will of the world, mm. but who's got time to return all of the packaging that yeah. they receive on a weekly basis? Like, this office alone, the amount of stuff we get from Amazon, which oh, yeah. we do recycle all of it, but it's like, it's a lot of stuff. Return, returning all of that is a nightmare. Well, even like Friday breakfast for us, we do like a Friday breakfast at 3 where everyone gets like a load of food, like even the packaging based around that. Because what's interesting about Club Zero, which I think is quite, you know, would be interesting to see how it's explored, but they partner with Just Eat, mm. who are obviously huge on delivering food. So they're providing packaging to Just Eat, which then goes to the people who are ordering their food and living in their homes. And then the, I think the rider then picks up the packaging from mm. the last one and drops it well, in yeah. place. So th I think it's all about convenience, right? At yeah. This stage. And I think we need to like explaining what it actually is, is it's like when you go to a big stadium, you have your cup for the day, you return it and then it's yeah. re reused essentially. Yes. So it's multi-use plastic as opposed to single use. But the stat that they had, which was of returnable packaging schemes on average 60% of people actually utilize them oh. but with club zero it was 90 percent. so wow. the convenience level that sort of shows that yeah 30 percent spike or whatever yeah, like yeah that actually shows that people might actually have do you think it's yeah. um do you think it's like an interesting move that brands like just eat mcdonald's um and nestle are involved as well like mm -hmm. they're making a move to work with such a small kind of startup phase business in this space because like how many i think what was quite interesting in that personally is like how many like recyclable packaging options are there there's yeah. not loads but there are lots of emerging that unfortunately are failing yeah. whereas what club zero are doing seems mm. to be getting the attention of you know the big fish yeah. and how that translates so how important do you think that is to to growth i suppose i think like it, it often will lend itself to a smaller outfit because they can just yeah. be so fast moving and it feels like they've iterated themselves including their name a couple of times yeah um we started off all cups. the best people have but, yeah, it's true. Um, but yeah, like I think the the principle. I mean, I'm speaking from experience of going to the Oval or Twickenham, where yeah. you'll get through however many pints. Well, you'll day get through a lot. Have a tower of plastic cups, but you do return them and you get you, you put a deposit down effectively on yeah. them. Um, I think that as a principle, again, as I was saying earlier, like it's ver all very well having a returnable packaging scheme, but even, you know, even having worked with a number of businesses that have that, mm. the amount of people that actually do it is so, so small. Mm. And you then rely on them being responsible in the way that they return it and all that stuff. So what Club Zero does is have these drop-off points or they'll do collection mm. and actually get it, get it yeah, back yeah, in, yeah. which is... I think a very good chat. Well, it's pretty exciting. We, we've we've written more about it in the newsletter, so which will also be posted up on our website a few uh, week or so afterwards. So you can always go check that out at three or three London dot com. Uh, but do go check out Club Zero. Well, you just said three or three London dot com. Shit, three or three dot London. Um, you can go check it out there and learn more about um, Club Zero. But do go check them out as well. Um, they're doing a lot, and I think they might start to come into play in a few of the deliveries. Working with Just Eats is always a big move, and that could be quite exciting. 
Before we move on to Amazon, I just wanted to highlight something about, because you mentioned about changing name. Mm. Did you watch The Apprentice last night? Not yet. Okay. No spoilers. Well, it's like well known about what happens. You haven't watched it. No. I want to talk about it. Okay, we'll talk about it. It's going to have to be ruined. But basically, on The Apprentice last night, one of the challenges was to start this game. And one of the teams spelt the game name wrong. And I just felt, for those that don't know, I spelt Green Tea Productions, which was our original name for the agency, wrong. And they spelt Arctic without a C. And like, I was like, mm. I won't tell you what happens and who gets fired. I'm not really following The Apprentice that much, but I wanted to watch this one. But people's responses... That's a lie. Yeah. You've been watching I'm on, it. I'm on Dragons and then The Apprentice. <laughs> That's kind of the way it works. Um, but it was good. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it out. I, I feel the pain. I've been there. I made it stick for six I years. I have zero sympathy. As I've, <laughs> as, as I've said to everyone, yeah. download Grammarly and get a grip. Is that right? Well, there you go. Statement from Jamie Vaughan for 2022. <laughs> download Grammarly and get a grip. Not sponsored by Grammarly. Um, right, let's get into it. We've got 10 minutes there or thereabouts to talk about our new... Uh, area of focus, should we call it? Not area of focus. A new opportunity that has arisen within 303. So, um, obviously, as an agency, we work on multiple channels um, from a pay perspective, from organic perspective, from every perspective within digital, I guess. There's not many more than paid organic. So, yeah, you get the point. Um, and more recently, we've been working and looking into the Amazon space. Um, we have actually onboarded a few clients into the Amazon world, um, which has been very interesting. But what we wanted to do in this week's newsletter is talk about Amazon and the opportunity it might be for D2C brands. Mm. Now, let's start with the the negatives of Amazon, because I think that's, a, that's an important place to start, maybe. Because I think there is some preconceptions of the platform and also what the business represents um, in terms of how they hold themselves and the ethics around the business. Do you want to touch on that? Yeah. I mean, yes. How many big corporations are regarded as ethical? Mm. So I think that's definitely a challenge for any mission led brand if they were suddenly going to look at Amazon. Yeah. Um, I think fundamentally the cash will be the lure as opposed to anything else. Yeah. It's not a great brand building exercise. It's not no. a great place to state your mission and people go there for convenience and mm. the fact that it will arrive potentially today or tomorrow. Yeah or 200 million people do that, or whatever it is, on mm -hmm. prime customers. So that doesn't just happen. Like, there is quite a lot of environmental, socially questionable stuff yeah. going on. Um, and obviously they're owned by, what, the second richest man in the world. So, like, there's always going to be the negative press around the platform. I think the way that we're looking at Amazon as a business is that they are definitely aware of these things. And there is, you know, I think there's some amazing work by activists or whatever it might be around workers' rights and the eco-impact and all these areas, I think they're doing something to change that. They're not doing enough, in my opinion, but there is moves to make those changes. Um, so, you know, we'll keep we'll keep looking at that as much as we can. What what are the downsides if you're a D2C business and you want to move on to Amazon, do you think? For me, it isn't D2C. So that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of our clients pride themselves on the fact that they own the customer relationship, that if they have signed up and bought from us, yep. they can come back and have yep. a conversation. We can reach out. We can sell them about new products. We can stretch their lifetime value, which is a big topic of this year for all of our clients, um, especially those that are younger in terms of their, their life as a business. They've done a lot of acquisition now it's about how do we make sure that those people keep coming back. Mm -hmm. um, Amazon restricts that, obviously, because Amazon owns the relationship. Yeah. Um, so from a from a D2C brand perspective, that's 
a potential risk. I'd also say that obviously you're engaging with Amazon as opposed to engaging with whoever, um, whatever brand you you are engaging with their customer journey, their interface. If they screw up the shipping, mm-hmm. your you know your brand is associated and somewhat out of yep. control. So there's a control loss and a sort of relationship ownership loss, which are both I would say potentially adverse. Yeah. Um, however, as I'm sure we're sort of segueing swiftly. I think the opportunity is so significant that yeah, many brands that will live with those things. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's move on to that. If you've subscribed to the newsletter, you will already see the stats and you've got, obviously you can go onto our website to catch up on these, but there are some big stats around Amazon, which are all very positive about how many people are using the platform. You know, I think everyone listening might have engaged with Amazon at least once a month, you know, recently. Especially It'll be interesting to see if anyone has not <laughs> bought something on Amazon. If you haven't bought anything on Amazon ever before, can you please send us a message? Because... I don't know anyone that has. So it's a big it's a big place and there's a lot of saturation, which which we'll come on to because I think one of the things that I'm a little sceptical of is the saturation piece. There is a lot of products that if you don't have the brand strength behind can be copied very quickly. We have a, a, a client who we won't talk about who has been copied and on Amazon and they are struggling to change that. So, you know, it is, it is common um, and it can happen, but there is also a lot of options around things. If you're a drink, if you're a energy drink if you're a protein shake whatever it might be or vitamins um <coughs> maybe it's some some form of tech like how easy is it to copy it so what are the opportunities what is the biggest opportunity do you believe for a brand new fresh out of the box d2c brand maybe startup phase post raise why would they launch amazon as a channel i'll do i'll give you my my patter that i've given to, to oh, clients today here we go well I think the biggest problem that any young brand faces is establishing awareness and then trust and credibility, essentially. And that process, if you are doing it all D2C, and like we've experienced this firsthand now, is expensive. It's sometimes really slow and it's pretty uncertain. Like the end point is not always that forecastable. It might be that someone needs 10 touch points before they've even expressed intent you know Mm. and arguably doing a good job across advertising and whatever else Mm -hmm. doing a good job on your website etc that will speed it up but then obviously there is costs associated with all that setting up a beautiful website is expensive it's becoming cheaper and every year it will probably be cheaper and cheaper Mm. but it's still expensive facebook and instagram advertising has become a lot more expensive google advertising has become a lot more expensive linkedin and other platforms are still expensive yeah so fundamentally there is just a lot of barriers that basically relate to brand um and credibility and then sort of on the back of that cost yeah the opportunity is that amazon cuts the need for most of that top funnel activity Mm -hmm. in a big way and because it's got an amazon badge at the top left of the screen and you can buy with one button and you've got an account and all that stuff the need to establish awareness, credibility, trust, all that stuff just disappears almost. Yeah. And to give an idea of what that actually means, it might be that a, a good performing website for us is a two, two and a half percent conversion rate, mm-hmm. i.e. Which just explaining conversion yeah, rate. I.e. two people out of a hundred visitors actually buy. Yeah. That's I mean, most brands would be relatively happy with that. There are definitely some that want more towards 5% for sure. But, you know, anything over 5% conversion rate when you're driving a lot of traffic is pretty punchy. Like, 
I would say we don't even have a client on the books that probably gets past five. Mm. So, and that's on a DC, um, on a DC angle. So, i.e. two people or five people out of 100 visitors. And buy. Just, just for context, to try and drive that 5% to 6 and 7%, the money and the investment of time, yeah. web development, all those things is like not Huge. easy thing to do. Like you can kind of go... You can go from 0.2% to 2% mm. with, you know, using some wit, getting an expert yeah. in, you know, using like agency like Conversion us, rate optimization is a service in itself yeah. for, for that an agency will provide and it will cost you a lot of money. Yeah, because you need web developer, you yeah. need UX specialist, you need like product offering, you need mm -hmm. like, it's everything from the price of the product to, yeah. you know, because it's a lot of stuff. You can get a high conversion rate of your products free. And it's an iPhone. Yeah. Like you'll get a hundred percent conversion rate. However, you need to, there's a very fine, there's a lot of like different potions you've got to put in in order to get that gain. So five percent seems like little, but actually even getting it higher than that, you can do it. You yeah. just have to invest a lot of time and money. Correct. Meanwhile, yes. Amazon is very heard of to be 35, 40% conversion yeah. rate. So going back to the example of what that actually means, that is one in three potentially getting on for one in two people that land on your product page mm -hmm. actually buy. And so the great thing about, I guess, Amazon is that they've spent a lot of time and people are used to the way that the product page sits. Yeah, well, that like going back to our thing of conversion rate optimization is expensive to do. Amazon makes... Amazon's trillion dollar company now? Yeah. So, you know, their, know their resource is incomparable with any DTC brand, whether yeah. you are... The biggest in what well, I don't know what even the biggest DC brand in the world would be, but um, that's an interesting question. But whoever it is, they ain't got pockets like Amazon. No, uh, Apple. I would say their DC element would be a lot smaller than Amazon's. Probably, yeah. But but still, yeah. But it is interesting, Amazon right? Comparing like an Amazon product page and an Amazon, you know, page as a whole to a website page the amount of work and development that goes into that. And, you know, we're, we're dealing with human beings here, right? So, like, they, when you shop on Amazon, you know where the buy now button is, you know where the product description is, you know where the reviews are, you're used to that, it's in your memory, it's yep. stuck there. So when you go onto a website of a DC brand, maybe a startup or, you know, someone who's a bit more established, they can copy everything in the world, but it's not going to have that same kind of, like, um, memory. You know, you're no. not going to be able to go through that. It's almost, like, habitual, isn't it, when yeah. you go onto Amazon? It's like so you're an autopilot. Exactly. So how do you, like, you know, I guess for us, it's a bit of a question, something we're working on, is how to make sure you've got Amazon running as a channel and that not your full business? Because mm. you don't want to become... That thing just flipped me. That's just attacked you. Yeah, my your hoodie, hoodie is, is attacking just you. attacking me. Um, yeah, how do you make Amazon not your, you know, you don't turn into an Amazon business, you still keep your website, yeah. you know, operational and, and pulling people across? Yeah, well, I, th I think the other key, the other key thing, which that leads very much onto is people are there to buy on Amazon. Again, it's, n it's not a big platform for discovery. No. Like when we're targeting someone on a TikTok ad, it is passively targeting them that they may potentially be interested in X product. Yeah. Amazon, they're there to buy. So kind of going off the back of that, like, you know, people are there to buy. So they're going straight through, they're clicking on and there's no discovery element. So no. with it, the difference being, you know, Jeff to our right has got an Amazon account and he wants to buy X drink. So he's just there. So he will buy it there. Yeah. That's kind of something that will happen anyway. Yeah. So we very much see the two kind of e-commerce sort of 
worlds living aside uh, aside from one another. Yes. And we've got quite a lot of clients that already had that and we're now working to improve how that works. Yeah. Um, and then for some clients, we're setting it up as a completely new channel to th- for them, a new, a new revenue stream in its entirety. Because there is opportunity there. I think that's what we're, the way we look at Amazon is there is a new, there's new audiences, there's new opportunity, there's new things mm. to happen. Well, there are, like, my stepdad's actually quite a good example. He buys everything through Amazon. And yep. if it's not on Amazon, he's unlikely to engage with I'm it. the same. And you're actually a similar, similar person. Like, it is annoying regardless of how good of a job you do with the front end of the website how nice it is to mm. engage with how easy it is even if you use shop pay or any other sort of common e-commerce platform login it's still a pain in the ass in comparison to if you've got amazon prime yeah it is so easy yeah to buy a toilet brush and then you can a do a weekly shop yeah and a watch exactly. and a computer like it's and so it's, yeah. and the platform like as a, as a as an entity i think a lot of people think from amazon you just get like your cleaning products or you just get like the random thing you're after or a game whatever it might be it's diversifying massively and i think you know the people that are running amazon as a platform are, are clever people you know they're looking at how they can bring in luxury they're looking how they can bring in automotive like i don't think it'll be that long until we have some mad product on there that you're like I, did, I can't even, I don't understand how I can be buying this. The checkout function, I just want to briefly touch on as well, because I think it's a big thing for us, is how quickly it takes someone to check out from your website. If it takes too long, they're going to piss off. So you can buy on Prime, you can buy now with one click, the car details are saved. Like people, I think, need to understand how important that is for consumers. Like they want to be fast, they want to be on the app, they've already yeah. got the app on their phone, they don't have to search your site, the site might be clunky. It doesn't mean you should ignore your site, and like get rid of it or just become an Amazon business or neglect it. There is just a, what the opportunity is there. And I think the way that I always say to people, think about Amazon, if you're a startup, you're a smaller business. And when I say small, you know, million, two million run rate, um, whatever it might be business, Amazon is a way to get products in people's hands and get reviews because Amazon loves reviews, right? Big time. And they swing your like, Amazon basically works like Google, so there is search engine optimization there. Yeah. And there are a few things that swing that, but reviews is a humongous one. So what was the product I found the other day? Oh, it was Amazon's uh, Amazon Basics mouse. Yes. It's got like a quarter of a million reviews. Yeah. And its average review is five star. Exactly, because reviews pushes you up the listings, yeah. pushing you up the search on engine. Like, And also, people see it and go, well, if 25,000 people think it's on average a four star, yeah. I don't even have to look at the reviews. Yeah. There's all that psychology. I think, you know, people do need to realise that Amazon is a bit of a psychology in that way. Totally, like yeah. How it's it looks, how it comes across. It's just a very, like, I, d- I genuinely think it's like looking at it as a completely different revenue stream. So if you've got a D2C brand, as many of our clients have done, and they've literally just gone, cool, D2C is where we, we build our brand. We build our brand yeah. champions list of, like, people that love us and are going to keep coming to us. Mm. But why not also go and make, dare I say it, the relative quick buck in yep. terms of Amazon because of all of the, yeah, the compatibility and, and ability that you have instantly with the platform just to transact with customers so quickly. No, for sure. Um, it's just rapid and seamless. Well, we're going to be using a lot of um, Amazon as a channel at 303 this year, which is going to be very exciting. Obviously, if you do want to speak to us about any of that, feel free to get in touch. We are going to be looking at building stores, what well, we are building stores. We are also doing transitions. We're doing optimization of stores. And we're also looking at, um, you know, new, I guess, opportunities um, within current Amazon world. That's called And ads. And ads. Um, so, yeah, do get in touch. Well, 
we're 45 minutes in or so. I think it's the end of the first podcast of the year. Excited. Does it feel nice to be back? It does, actually. Mm, I went a bit high to have a natter. It's good to have a natter. Well, as always, thanks so much for joining us. Um, if you're listening um, on Apple or Spotify, whatever it might be, do subscribe. And obviously, if you're watching us on YouTube, please do click the subscribe button down below and leave us a comment. Be nice, though. Like some people in brood. Get rude. Get rude. See what happens. Jane will be in the comments. <laughs> He'll be fucking up. Um, but yeah, Jam, as always, thanks so much for giving us time. Um, it's been great to be back. We are looking to be more frequent in these podcasts. I think everyone always says that and then they're not. But we're going to try. We're going to see what happens. We have people to hold us more accountable now we have a team yes we have our marketing manager Mimi to hold us to your account who's probably listening to this podcast right now figuring out what she can keep and what she can cut so let's let's yeah, see the 45 minutes max 10 yeah she said every, anything over 45 <laughs> minutes it, you have to redo it so thanks so much for listening it's been an absolute pleasure and we will see you all very soon oh before we go don't forget to subscribe to get in my basket yep. link is on the website 303.london do go subscribe enjoy the content respond engage with it and we'll see you very soon cheers Jam. Ciao. Bye.